Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen. it's time to get it on. Get, get it on. Coming at you from a secret backwoods location in the middle of Texas. It's the highly opinionated and controversial voice of traditional old school orthodox Christianity. This is, this is Spiritual Combat with Dr. Scott Sullivan. Hello, hello, and welcome to Spiritual Combat. The show where we engage the enemy using prayer, fasting, and full contact logic. On the front lines and in the trenches, inviting you to join the resistance against the forces of lies, error, and evil. I am your host, Scott Sullivan, and welcome to the show. All right, so I want to kind of change gears a little bit here and talk about uh, one of our, you know, in the first episode of this show, I talked about different spiritual enemies, and one of them is our own sinful nature, and that we have to develop virtue to fight this, and so on. Um one of the spiritual enemies that we have to fight, one of these vices that we have to fight is the sin of drunkenness, the sin of drinking too much. And by drunkenness, I simply mean a deliberate excess of drinking intoxicating drink or even using drugs to the point where you deprive one where one deprives oneself of the use of reason. Now this is a sin, and and for a lot of Christians, it, it's it's like a no brainer. But they but they go the other way. They think all drinking is a sin, and I'm not I'm not saying that. Okay, there is uh, drinking in itself is not sinful. There's nothing wrong with drinking. Christ drank wine. You know, Saint Paul recommends the drinking of wine. There is nothing wrong with drinking as such. We have this saying in moral theology, abusus non tollet usum. Abuse does not take away use. Just because some people abuse alcohol, that doesn't mean drinking in itself is sinful. Okay, so that's my point here is that drinking by itself is not sinful. So for some of those Christians out there who think that drinking is is sinful, just any kind, you know, one drop, I I simply disagree with you. I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, I don't think you can find any scriptural support for that whatsoever. In fact, I think scripture teaches just the opposite. But put that aside because that's not really my topic right now. That The people who think, the Christians who think that drinking of any kind at all is sinful, um, you, you know, usually fall into some of the, the uh, more recent American Protestant denominations uh, or Puritanism, things like this, okay? But but again, I'm not talking about this. What I want to actually talk about, though, is the other extreme. Those people, those Christians who think that because, well, Jesus drank wine and drinking isn't sinful, therefore I can just drink however much I want. You see, you go the other extreme— a lot of Catholics think this. They think that, well, hey, the, the church teaches that drinking is not sinful, so give me 10 beers. You know, you know, this is an extreme, you see. It goes the opposite way. And what I'm saying is, is that the virtue of temperance is here is, lies in the middle. Okay, Drinking is not sinful in itself, but drinking too much is. There can be abuse of alcohol, just like you can abuse food and be a glutton. Okay? That's what I want to talk about today is the sin of drunkenness. When the, when the alcoholic drink, the drinking of alcoholic beverages is taken to excess. 
the sin of drunkenness, where one deprives oneself of the use of reason. And obviously we're talking about here getting drunk. Getting drunk is sinful, as clearly stated in Scripture. For example, St. Paul says, I mean, how, how much more clear can you be? Drunkards will not possess the kingdom of God. And drunk, what I'm saying here is drunkards is listed as one of the types of people who will not possess the kingdom of God. That's 1 Corinthians 6.10, by the way. And you could also see Galatians 5.21 and some other ones that, that, are, that clearly state drinking to excess, drunkenness, is a sin. Now, there are some important distinctions here to make when we're talking about the sin of drunkenness. Moral theologians make the distinction between perfect and imperfect intoxication. You see, obviously, this is a, a gradual thing. It's not like you take one sip and fall on the floor, right? You know, there's a, it's a degreeable ramp up between, you know, being sober and being, you know, too intoxicated. It's a gradual process. And so when one can be slightly drunk and not completely drunk, that's why the theologians make the distinction between perfect intoxication, which is you're totally intoxicated, and imperfect intoxication, you're just, you're just kind of lit, okay? Now, people want to know, well, okay, well, how do I know that I'm perfectly intoxicated? Well, there are some signs of perfect intoxication. For example, uh, forgetting the night before, acting totally contrary to one's normal behavior, an inability to distinguish good from evil, and things of this sort. So I think it's pretty clear what perfect intoxication is. You're almost completely deprived of the use of reason. And anything, any state short of that, any state short of complete drunkenness, is venially sinful. And, and, and this is a degreeable thing, okay? But it's what it's a, it's a type of thing that moral theologians say admits of parvity of matter. You can put that phrase in quotes, parvity of matter. It means it admits of slight amounts. So forget the venially sinful stuff for now. Let's talk about the gravely sinful because... Again, I don't think a lot of people who consider themselves to be, you know, serious Christians, serious Catholics, realize that drunkenness can be a mortal sin. You can lose your soul over this. Okay, this is the teaching of the church here. All right, I didn't make this up. But you can lose your soul from drinking too much. That is a grave sin to be perfectly intoxicated. I've just given you some signs of, you know, what 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 it, what perfect intoxication is. And the reason why perfect intoxication is gravely sinful is because it degrades and debases human dignity. It degrades and debases human dignity. How? Because it makes the use of reason temporarily impossible. For one reason, it makes the use of our reason temporarily impossible you can't think straight when you're perfectly intoxicated and our reason is our highest faculty it is part of the image of god within us mankind human beings have given have been given this gift of reason it's what makes us like god it's what makes us to to be created in the image of god it's one of those characteristics and to deliberately deprive yourself of that through intoxicating beverages it debases your human dignity the second problem with drinking, 
The second reason why drinking can be gravely sinful in the sense that you can lose your soul over this is because it's simply a danger, a serious danger to health and morals. It's a serious danger to health and morals on top of debasing your human dignity. When you drink too much, your inhibitions, your moral inhibitions, things you wouldn't normally do, are relaxed. You loosen up, morally speaking, and everybody knows this. And the problem is that these moral inhibitions that you would have when you are sober keep you out of sin. It's your moral common sense that gets pushed down by the alcohol, and you start doing depraved stuff. You start saying depraved things, typically. You start doing depraved things, and therefore it allows our sinful nature, all those vicious inclinations that in our right mind we can keep under control, under the use of reason, well, reasons weakened by the alcohol, well, all these vicious inclinations now come popping up. They're, they're, they're free in a sense. They're not guarded by reason now. And the person at that point has exposed himself or herself to the dangers of sin. Another obvious problem with alcohol is that such immoderate use of alcohol exposes one to the danger of addiction and many other personal and social consequences that we know all about. Drunk driving. I, 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 know, I know families who have just been ripped apart because of alcohol addiction. It's awful. It takes over your life. And the moral theologians teach that it becomes this, this grave level of intoxication becomes graver still when it's premeditated. When you decide in advance, hey, I'm going to go out and get plastered tonight, it becomes graver still. It's not like you just kind of, oops, fell into it, which may remove some culpability, perhaps. But <laughs> you planned this, you know. So graver still is direct and premeditated drunkenness. Now again, we have to be reasonable here. Of course, I am not talking about drinking as such. Jesus drank wine. Paul recommended the use of wine. However, Scripture also says drinking too much is sinful. You can drink some. You can't drink too much. I just listed the, the passage a while ago and from 1 Corinthians, but there, but there are more. Scripture has many passages that explicitly list drunkenness as a reason for one to be excluded from the kingdom of God. You could look at 1 Peter 4.3, for example, where drunkenness is compared to a pagan vice that's just not fitting for a Christian. Or another, another passage, you could look at Matthew 24.48, where it's talked about how drinking impedes the watchfulness of required of a Christian. That's just what I said a while ago about reason being in control of our vices, of our passions. And then when you, when you uh, remove reason, when you, debil- when you debilitate reason through the use of alcohol, that gives these vices free reign. It opens the door. Now, now, some people think that when they're drunk, that's an excuse for doing wrong, as if to say, well, I'm not really morally responsible for that action that happened because 
I was drunk. However, that doesn't wash with sound reasoning. It doesn't wash with principles that we can learn in moral theology. For example, we have something in moral theology called something that is willed in cause. You may not will the thing itself, but you will the cause that brings about the thing. That's what we mean by willed in cause. So in this case, when we're talking about drinking, a man is responsible for all those sins he commits while, while being drunk. He's responsible for all those to the degree in which they ought to have been foreseen by prudence. So, you know, if you go out getting, getting hammered at a bar and then hop in a car, you drive home and smash into a, you know, a family and, and, and kill them in an automobile accident, you willed that accident, not directly, you didn't, you didn't go choose to have an accident, but you willed it in cause. You willed the drinking and then the getting behind the wheel. You willed that, and that, prudence tells us, ought to have foreseen this horrible accident. So it was chosen in an indirect sense. You chose the cause in such a way that normal prudence should have been able to foresee that effect. Therefore, you are guilty. You are guilty now of not only drinking, but you're actually actually guilty of killing someone else, something that you willed in terms of its cause. So I hope this helps. I hope that this is just a little short little little uh, lesson here on the sin of drunkenness, but I hope it helps. And, and I wanted to do a whole po- a, a podcast on this simply for the fact that a lot of Christians don't realize this, that, that uh, you know, some Christians will realize that, that they think that drinking at all is sinful, which I've already said I, I disagree with. But just because you can drink doesn't mean you can drink too much. And, that, and that, that's the point of this podcast is that, yes, you can overdo it. So it is not a sin to engage in drinking by all means. This is, this is a fine recreational thing to do in moderation when tempered by the virtue of temperance, more particularly the virtue of sobriety in this case. So please, by all means, enjoy a recreational drink, a glass of wine, etc. That's fine. Just don't overdo it and fall into something that will put you in both physical and spiritual harm's way. That's all we have time for today, folks. This is Scott Sullivan. Visit us on the web at www.scottmsullivan.com where I have some more resources for you regarding Christian faith and apologetics, theology, and things of that nature. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can do that there on iTunes, or you can do it on your Droid device. Any device you have, you can subscribe to our podcast. That way you'll be notified when the next one comes out. I look forward to talking to you in the next episode of Spiritual Combat. Spiritual Combat Hardcore Catholic Radio with Dr. Scott Sullivan www.scottmsullivan.com